Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. I finally remember this time we got invited out. A few of us priests invited to visit a family with five young children. And they promised us a lovely evening with slow-cooked ribs, fine wine, Uh, You know, how can you say no to that? Now, I love the gift of hospitality, especially when it's being extended to me. And so there we were, we we drove off to visit this family and and arrived in the the driveway, getting out of the car. I I went around back to to get one of the gifts, you know, a, a box of chocolates for the kids. And then out of nowhere, these two little ninjas jumped out from the darkness with swords and lightsabers attacking me. And it was, it was dark, it scared the, the living daylights out of me. So I ran to the house and I, and I walked in the door and there was one of my brothers already hunched over in the corner. He had been welcomed by this running headbutt. And uh, there was this little juggernaut with flailing arms coming for me now. Now I managed to, to sidestep at, at the last second, but I was thinking to myself, you know, so much for this lovely evening, this is full on war. And then, you know, throughout the meal, I'm trying to eat these ribs with one hand. Meanwhile, with the other hand, I'm fending off all these little ruffians. And then after supper, I mean, there was no time to digest the food because it was back to the living room for a battle royale. Pillows were were flying and, and there were these little bodies being body slammed into the couch. It was crazy. And meanwhile, the parents were there, you know, at a safe distance, sipping their wine, enjoying the whole thing. And I thought to myself, you know, so much, here they are inviting us over for this lovely evening. It was a total setup. Now, seriously, I want to ask this question. Have you ever found yourself in the midst of a battle? And maybe like me, uh, it was a total surprise. You weren't expecting it. Now, when I'm talking about uh, being in a battle, I'm not necessarily talking about going off to war, though, of course, I am so grateful for and and honor those who serve in our uh, Canadian Armed Forces. Thank you for your sacrifice. But what I'm talking about today is the kinds of battles that we find ourselves in, uh, in our our homes, in our relationships, at work. So take, for example, work. You're you're, uh, in a meeting at work, and all of a sudden, somebody makes a comment and right away the temperature changes. There's tension in the room. The issue is not the issue. Just the other day, I was in a one-on-one meeting with a staff member, and they were just passing on some helpful feedback for me to be aware of, and right away I found myself in this defensive posture, and I was trying to explain and defend, and, and the person said a few times, Father, this is not about you. This is not an attack against you. And it's like, I know that, but why am I going to this fight or flight mode? Or perhaps the battle is in your own heart, where you struggle secretly with the question, do I have what it takes? If people really knew, they would think I was a fake. I feel so inadequate. Or... Uh, I suspect with the ways that 
we're, we're confined these days, uh, being at home under the same roof, people working from home, snow days, that there's bound to be conflicts uh, with your immediate family as we're in one another's space. And for those of you who are married, I think the battle is all too familiar. A word is spoken. It's misunderstood. The past is brought up. And next thing you know, you're either fighting or it's the silent treatment. I came across this powerful quote from John Eldridge. He's a pretty famous Christian author. He wrote the book, Wild at Heart. And he says this, You live in a world at war. Spiritual attack must be a category you think in or you will misunderstand more than half of what happens in your marriage. Now, he introduces a new concept I haven't spoken of yet. The idea of spiritual attack. That, that there is a spiritual battle, or some refer to it as spiritual warfare. So in addition to all of those other battlegrounds at home, in the workplace, in key relationships, marriage, friendships, there is this spiritual battle. And it's not visible in the same way that those wars being fought off in the Middle East or or wherever can be seen, but this spiritual battle is very real, and it has the power to take us out. We're beginning this new preaching series, as Father Alex said. It's called Worth It. And it's about the cost of discipleship. That those who are responding to this call to be followers of Jesus, that it's not always easy. It comes at a cost. And so we're going to be talking in these coming weeks, especially now through the season of Lent, about this cost of discipleship. But I promise you this. Walking with Jesus in this life, no matter the cost, will always be worth it. And so today, as as I've been talking about, we're going to be speaking about the concept of the spiritual battle. And uh, this is just a, a quick recap. This is very normal, by the way. The spiritual battle, it is a normal part of Christian life. And in our Catholic tradition and in the Bible, you can look this up in Ephesians chapter 2, we speak of three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. So quickly, the world, this refers to elements of our culture, our society that are hostile to Christian values, to Catholic teachings. Now, I want to be clear that there are some wonderful things in the world, in society that we want to celebrate and that we want to work with. But, uh, make no mistake, we live in a post-Christian world. And so I like to to have the awareness that it's as if we are living behind enemy lines. And to have that awareness as we approach uh, this battle with the world. Secondly, the flesh. Now, this refers to that, that broken weakness that we have within us, that tendency towards sin. And uh, if I'm honest, of the three, this is probably the one that I struggle with the most, the flesh. And finally, the devil. The devil is not just an allegory for, you know, all the bad stuff in the world. The devil is real. 
He is a spiritual being, a fallen angel that is in direct opposition with God. And the devil will do everything he can to attack that which is most precious to God. Namely, you and me, human beings. And so the devil, is, this is the stark truth, Satan, or uh, by the way, the word Satan means adversary. Satan will stop at nothing to create chaos and division at work. He wants to ruin your family. He hates your marriage. And he will try to destroy your soul. Now, you're probably like, whoa, this is heavy, Father Simon. Seriously? And it's like, yeah, seriously. Because if, if we are not aware that we're in a spiritual battle, remember John Eldridge? We live in a world at war. If we're not aware and we're not preparing ourselves for this battle, then we're already losing. But I've got some really good news for you, is that we're not the first ones to engage in this battle. In fact, Jesus himself gives us a beautiful example of this, and we can find it in our gospel today. We start every, every Lent, every single year, with a passage referring to Jesus being tempted in the desert. And so this year, uh, we have Mark's account, which is very brief, but there's so much even in Mark's account that we can draw from the text. So firstly, it says, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. So the Holy Spirit, it's not that Jesus was forced to go, but the Holy Spirit compelled him, motivated him to go into the wilderness. Now, in the Bible, the wilderness or the desert was understood to be Satan's domain. So as if to say, Jesus is very intentionally, he's aware that he's going into Satan's backyard to enter into battle. Now, I would not rec recommend that we choose to go after Satan and try and pick a fight with him or something like that. But the church gives us Lent every year, these 40 days where we too go into the desert. So there's this expectation that we are entering into spiritual battle. So I think my first point is this. Be aware of the battle. Be aware of the battle. We live in a world at war. And I think uh, this, this kind of secular or worldly view would be either to deny it or to avoid it. And I think of a few movies that, that express this so well. Uh, maybe you've seen The Usual Suspects. Again, not recommending it. However, there's this great line in it uh, that, that, that says, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convince the world he didn't exist. Well, he does exist. <laughs> and we have to be aware. Or another epic movie, The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Two Towers, the second, the second movie, there's this scene where they're trying to convince thing, King uh, Theoden that he needs to enter into battle. He needs to go to war. And he says this, I will not risk open war. And Aragorn responds by saying this, Open war is upon you, whether you would risk it or not. Open war is upon you. We live in a world at war. So be aware of that, uh, because Jesus was very aware that he was in the battle. Okay, number two. Uh, Mark says, he was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted 
by Satan. And in other accounts, we know a bit more from Matthew and from Luke. It says this in Matthew. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So what did Jesus do to engage in this battle? He fasted. Now, this is completely, uh, again, against the secular or worldly thinking. If you're preparing for a battle, what are you going to do? Bulk up, strengthen up, get ready for the fight. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we had the Super Bowl, and I was just picturing those football players. Man, they were probably eating and eating for weeks, carb-loading, getting ready for combat. But God's way is the opposite. He actually says, deny yourself. Freely choose to go without. Now, as I say this, I want you to know, I can't stand fasting. <laughs> I really, I don't like it. I'm not good at it. I wish I w didn't have to preach about it, actually. Uh, but it's so important. This self-denial can lead to self-mastery. Self-denial can lead to self-mastery and putting ourselves in that place of weakness, freely, to say, to feel that and to say, God, I depend on you. You've got to come through to help me. It's so good for us to do it. When I look to the example of Jesus in the gospel, you know, there he is in the desert, entering into spiritual battle, and he doesn't lean into his godly superpowers. <laughs> he actually faces the enemy in his humanity. In his humanity, he faces the temptations, the battle, and he overcomes the enemy. One of the tools he uses is fasting. And I think Jesus gives us this example so that we ourselves, with God's help, of course, but we ourselves, in our humanity, can overcome the enemy. And I would just say this, if you've ever struggled with a sin, you know, maybe a pattern of sin, a habit that you're trying to kick and you just can't seem to overcome it, try fasting. Deny yourself that you would imitate Jesus in your humanity to cry out to him for help. You might just find that it does help you in that spiritual battle. Okay, so we've talked about the first two. Be aware of the battle. Try fasting. And the third thing we can draw from the text is it says this. The angels waited on him. Or in another translation, the angels helped Jesus or the angels ministered to Jesus. Now again, the worldly, the secular approach might be to say, you got a battle, well, guess what? You've got what it takes. You just need to... To, to power up and go for it, you know, enter in, you're a commando, you can do this. But God's way is actually different. It's a sign of strength to know that you need help and to lean on, to be interdependent on others. And even Jesus, again, in his humanity, wasn't alone. He was ministered to by angels. And so too for ourselves, we need to be shoulder to shoulder with others in the battle and we need to have a place to go, a safe place to be ministered to after going out there and taking a few legs. We need that, that 
uh, community to support us. And if you've been part of the church for a while, if you've even, you know, uh, been coming to church or pre-pandemic, you would, you would come and sit in the church and you'd be shoulder to shoulder with other people in the pews. That's great, but it's not enough. And if you're watching online and, and you're interacting with other people in the chat, that's great, but it's not enough. We need even more intentional, intimate community to support us in the midst of this battle. And that's why we've created and offer these things at St. Benedict we call life groups. These groups of people uh, who gather together, some now because it's online, some are from around the world, to support each other because we know life is hard. It's full of trials and there's so many spiritual battles. We're going to watch a short video from Bill Scholar. He is our life group coordinator. He's going to explain what they are, and he's going to talk a bit about this upcoming life group campaign. So we're just going to go to that video right now. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Scholar, and I'm the life groups coordinator here at St. Benedict Parish. I just want to take a couple of minutes of your time to talk about life groups, and specifically the why behind a life group. Remember the goal of a life group is to grow in our faith, to help us become more like Jesus. We define church at St. Benedict Parish as a combination of two things. Big church worship, which happens on Sundays, and small church community, which happens in your life groups during the week. We know, or you know, our spiritual battles are real. And with God's help, we can survive those battles. After those battles are done, we need to find refuge, a place to experience healing and renewal and recovery, to feel the love of God through others. That is a key role of a life group, a community to love and support us and to strengthen us for the next battle, which we know is coming. I personally belong to two life groups, and I love when we get together. We have lots of laughs, sometimes some tears, and the discussions are always interesting. I always feel energized after we get together. So what do you need to do to experience this community? We're asking that each of you who are not currently in a life group to give it a try. It's only a seven-week commitment, starting the week of March 8th. We want all of you to host a life group by inviting two or more of your friends to take one hour a week to watch a video and then discuss the small group questions. If at the end of the seven weeks you don't want to continue, that's okay. But I'm hopeful that it'll be a blessing to you and your group, and you will want to continue. So please do give it a try. We all deserve to be in a life group. We all need to feel the love of Jesus through each other and to share our love of Jesus with others, an authentic Christian community. So I also want to personally invite you to join us uh, to, to seek support in the midst of battle by trying a life group. It's the seven-week campaign. Uh, you don't, there's no commitment beyond that. It's just a, a trial to see, to see what you think. And when I think of life groups, you know, our, our logo, that image, you might picture those ancient uh, soldiers, whether in Rome or, or Greece, where sometimes they would circle together their shields to protect one another. And that's what I think of when I think of life groups, this safe place of refuge to come together in the midst of battle.
Now, if you've never tried one before, I appeal to you, give it a shot. You just might find that this is a game changer. And if you have, maybe you were part of a group in the past and it's, it's no longer meeting or, or COVID did a number on, on your group, well, I just want to invite you to, to try anew. Join us for this life group campaign where we can find this circle of support. Because as Eldred said, we live in a world at war. And I would say a great way to respond is to be aware of the battle, to try fasting, and to seek support from one another. Now, I believe that this is such an important subject. I know it's heavy, but I've experienced spiritual battle in my own life. And just recently, a few weeks ago in early January, I found myself in this fog. Everything was was unclear and confusing, difficult. Things were harder than normal. And it wasn't just me. There's other people around me on staff and, and elsewhere who were struggling as well. And there were these weird interactions in meetings, uh, some, some kind of defi- division, conflict. Externally, everything was going great, great. But internally, I was really struggling with self-doubt. And I was even entertaining thoughts of, you know, maybe I'm not the guy for this season. Maybe it's time for me to, to call it quits and, and step aside for somebody else. You know, and, and as this was all happening, there was other struggles, again, uh, conflicts. And then one of our staff members, Chris, his truck was stolen. One of our beloved parishioners, Greg, uh, his house burned down. And you might think, yeah, all of those things, well, that's just life. But it all happened within the span of a few days, less than a week. I tell you, I was really discouraged and confused. And it wasn't until Father Alex actually said, I wonder if we're undergoing spiritual attack. And as soon as he said that, it was like there was this clarity I could see and and understand it for what it was, this spiritual battle that we were in. And I'm so grateful for the gift of, of my little battalion, my squad, people like Father Alex and others who support me in those times of battle. And a few days later, we had a leadership summit where we gathered uh, 130, 140 of our key leaders at this parish together over Zoom. And it was such an awesome moment of inspiration and love and community. It was a breakthrough. And I just realized that's what the enemy, he's trying to distract us and discourage us, get us off our game because of all the good that was about to come. Jesus has already gone toe-to-toe with Satan, and he has been victorious. And we too, with God's help and the support of authentic Christian community, we will conquer the enemy. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.